Hello, everybody, and welcome to What's the Problem, the show that explores problems, issues, uh, concerns, or just situations in the world of cybersecurity. Today, we are bringing back for the second time, making his triumphant return to the show, Selby Labert. Selby, say hello again to our listeners. Hi, everyone. Glad to be back again. A uh, little about myself. Since uh, leaving active duty Air Force after 11 years, I'm uh, now back in the Guard, and I have just started my uh, PhD program at North Central University in cybersecurity and uh, emphasis on secure cloud computing. I love it. I love it, Selby. Now, normally we ask our guest experts, you know, let, let, let's explore a problem. Tell us about a problem and if you'd like to bring up. But you and I actually have been talking about this for a little bit. Uh, the issue that you are going to bring up, we're going to talk about with our listeners today is how do you get when you talk about these different programs uh, that folks can get into to develop um, their security skills and resume, how do you give feedback? And how, how, does, that, how does that feedback relationship work so that uh, these programs are teaching their participants what they need to know? So can you tell me a little bit about the program you're in now and how feedback is delivered back and forth between uh, the participant and the program provider? Uh, absolutely. And this is something I really love. And one of the reasons I uh, chose to work at Textron is we have students at the local college here, uh, Wichita State University. They are doing their cybersecurity program right now, or they're doing complied computing, sorry, applied computing, or, you know, something uh, within the computer sciences field. <clears throat> and so while they're doing their full-time course load, they're working part-time with us and in between taking care of different tickets and work orders, we're also providing feedback, not just to them on how to do things better or to get some context on things they may have learned in class and they don't understand how they're actually applied. We also provide feedback to their, uh, to their board that writes the curriculum. So my director is actually on that board. And so we go and directly okay. apply that feedback. And that's what we do. And again, tying it all back into the community to help these students get better. And uh, yeah, that's, it's really that simple. Selby, tell me about a little bit about the board. Is this, you know, what, what's their cadence for meeting? And what is their cadence for reviewing and then applying feedback? Because I, I can't imagine that every single time they get a piece of feedback, they scurry off to their computers and rewrite the curriculum. Am I right in assuming that? that that's correct. I, I think my director, uh, I know he meets at least once a year uh, officially, but he is tied into multiple different uh, communities. Like we have uh, OzSec around here. We have our own ISC squared community. And so I know he's tied into a lot of those different things. And there is some overlap between the instructors because some of the instructors I know are uh, like prior Air National Guard, which is also here in Wichita, we have McConnell Air Force Base. So uh, officially, at least once a year, but unofficially, probably multiple times a year. Got it. And do you hear, you know, what do you hear about the feedback process from the, the students or the participants? Like, do they, they give you any, any feedback about the process of giving feedback? <laughs> yes, we get feedback on the feedback. Uh, a lot of our students, <laughs> that's part of the reason they they do like working with us is 
if we do see strengths or weak weaknesses, we try to help out with it. And again, making sure that they're getting an adequate education that prepares them for the real world. Um, yeah, the I've only been at Textron for since November of last year. So a little less than a year, but I have seen them appreciate that we do provide that feedback to their courses. And then uh, there's also additional tools that WSU has, like they have LinkedIn Learning. So we'll find other course, other uh, resources that can kind of augment that learning. Got it. Yeah. So both, both um, through the program curriculum as well as you know third-party learning opportunities like you know LinkedIn Learning, um, you know, all kind of blended together. Yeah, and we have uh, about a twelve or fifteen U server rack right now, and uh, it's full right now with just some older hardware, but. Eventually the next, when we get the time and the bandwidth, we are gonna develop our own lab uh, to do things and just experiment and essentially break things and then put them back together. Uh, that's the easiest way I learned was to make a, make a mistake, break it, and then just have to fix it, uh, you know, before my parents found out or something. Or, uh, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited about that in the future. We're going to be teaching them how to set up things like security onion Proxmox as our main hypervisor for that. And really just kind of fun things I learned to do too. Like I wanted to set up my own LAN party a little bit older. So that's what we used to do before we had high speed internet everywhere. And so showing them how you can set up your own LAN party on a single machine using Docker or something. So teaching them technology in a way that can be applied to them, I think also helps reinforce that learning as well. For some of our younger listeners, a LAN party was a wild uh, experiment where people would physically pick up their tower computers. They would drive them to effectively a big room, put them all together with, you know, Wi-Fi or not Wi-Fi with the, you know, plug into ethernet. And then we would play, I think when I did it, it was like StarCraft um, on occasion. It was like a massive like Age of Empires thing too. But, um, you know, you're talking like, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, Selby. You're talking like Windows 95, like you're putting CD-ROMs in here. Like it was uh, in today's world, it's only, you know, that was roughly 25, 30 years ago. But in today's gaming environment, it's literally like a different planet of what's available today versus what a land party was 25, 30 years ago. <laughs> yeah. And it, and it's something that I, I really kind of miss and kind of missed out on growing up overseas. Uh, just didn't really have the biggest group of friends, but yeah. So teaching them those kind of things and they, they find it fun. And again, you get to apply it and then test it at home, break it and then learn from it. So. Yeah. Let me ask one more question uh, before yeah. we, transition to close here you're talking about this this lab concept which is obviously still in the conceptual stage um based on what you said earlier you know will will do you envision if you had a hand in that do you envision that the students would also have a say in the different types um of breaking and fixing activities that they'd like to to practice in the real world or do you think it would still be driven by a curriculum uh, uh, generated by the board or some other, you know, organization? Uh, so the lab that I'm building right now is uh, some of it's to experiment with things that we maybe want to deploy 
uh, on the Textron network. But the, the other thing is, I mean, most of them are just going to have a basic Proxmox uh, operating system installed, which is uh, an open source version of ESXi, a, a, a type one hypervisor. And so if they say, hey, I found this image of Kali or Parrot OS or uh, like Metasploitable, and I want to play around with it. Well, you just load the image right on the Proxmox and it fires right up. And then mm. once they break it or they're done playing with it, you can just shut it down, delete it. And it's like it never existed for the most part. Uh, and yeah, that's the plan is if they want to do something and learn about it or just experience it, that's what it's there for. Well, that's incredible for our listeners who might be, you know, tuning in. And this is like for future Selby. Um, how can they help, you know, set up? help you set up this lab is are you looking for outside uh, folks to be engaged with you either in you know the wichita area or or outside of the area or you, you think that you've got a pretty good vision of it and you're good to go but basically i'm asking if you need help now's a great time to ask our listeners for help <laughs> um we're actually pretty well set up we have the physical hardware set up it's it's really just getting the time to go back there and uh you know wire it all together we're, all together, get a PF sense set up properly. And uh, uh, I think we're also putting a request in to have a 220 outlet just so we can power it all. Uh, but it's all there. It's just, you know, time and money. You can only have one of them. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Awesome. Well, Selby, so grateful to have you back on the show. Uh, any party and words you want to leave our listeners with as uh, we've discussed, you know, the feedback on feedback, building lab environments, uh, anything else as we talk about um, creating spaces for the next generation of security professionals? Uh, really just my advice is just don't be afraid to break stuff, uh, especially with some of our operating systems and everything. If, if you break something, you can just re-image it. You can reflash it and it'll be back to normal and you start from scratch. Uh, I think a lot of people are, again, kind of frozen by that fear of, oh my God, if I break something, then you know I'm gonna get in trouble or it's gonna be a waste of time or I'm gonna lose all this data. Like there is a lot of enterprise hardware today that is old, but it's, it's still good enough to learn on. I bought a gen eight HP server with 24 cores and about 200 gigs of RAM is what I have in my personal uh, server rack at home. And I paid like $450 for it. And that's pretty much my box to break stuff. So. Love it. I love it. Well, Selby, thank you again, sir, for joining the show and, and dropping a little bit of experience and knowledge on our listeners. And to our listeners, thank you again for being Loyal listeners tuning in to What's the Problem, the show that explores problems, situations, environments, and concerns in the world of cybersecurity. We'll catch you on the next episode. Say bye, Selby. Bye. Thanks for your time, Mike.